0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. I'm going to play something for you and I want you to sit down because you're going to get a shot of nostalgia. You're going to be transported back to the 1990s. You're probably young, you're in school, maybe you're home. It's the summer holidays, you're watching TV, and then this comes on. Body Break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod.
1: here at Lake Louise is only one of many winter activities there are to enjoy but regardless of the activity proper clothing should be worn to ensure safety and comfort wearing several layers of light clothing is more effective in keeping you warm than one heavy layer you'll lose less heat and be able to adjust to the changes in temperature here are a few rules to follow
0: I would say for anybody who grew up in the 1990s or was from the 1990s there are three big things that are instant nostalgia There's the Red Green Show, there's the Heritage Minutes, and there's Body Break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. For me, these are two of the most famous people in Canada. And we all know who they are. We know their song. We know so much about them. And that's why when I was able to interview Hal Johnson for the podcast, I was over the moon. Because I was interviewing somebody from my youth, somebody that I had seen on TV literally hundreds of times and it's a fascinating story and i'm not going to wait any longer i will say if you want to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash canada ehx to help keep this podcast going but other than that let's get right to it the first question is how did you get involved with fitness and where did that interest in fitness and athletics come from well
1: i've always been involved with sports um everything from basketball baseball football hockey lacrosse um if there was a game i wanted to play it um and so fitness was simply just a kind of an offshoot of that Uh, as i you know was i played for team canada and so forth we you know training became part of your lifestyle and so that was it was really about sport and activity more than fitness and training that um uh, body break was around. It was around activity. It was around having fun. It was. Uh, it wasn't um, as, as much, you know, um, physical fitness per se. But it was our, our big idea was to uh, combat uh, sexism, racism, and uh, and persons with disabilities, uh, showing that we can all live, work, and play together. So it, it, it was. It's been described now as a kind of a Trojan horse um, that we you thought it was all about fitness, but it was about a lot more than that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, what makes fitness so important to teach from a young age?
1: Well, it was, um, if you if you rest, you rust. And so it, it really gets your mind, um, it reduces anxiety, it makes you feel better, the endorphins kick in. It's like a, if, if there was a, a drug that uh, they could prescribe, it would be the number one drug in the world. Uh, if people would take it. If, it, if it if you could get the feeling that you get when you're physically active if they could do that with, with a drug everyone would take it and the results um, mm-hmm. you feel better you uh, look better you have a better attitude, less anxiety uh, so at, at a young age uh, getting kids physically active uh, will certainly stimulate uh, and make them, make them better uh, students as well in, in the classroom
0: uh, how did body break, uh, break begin and was it tough to, to get it off the ground I've, I've heard some of the the requests that they had and, and such with uh, body break but was it kind of tough to get it going
1: yeah it was I, I didn't think of it as tough at the time it's just you know uh, it was just here's here's what we have to do to, to get it. It, it it was groundbreaking it was different it was uh, uh, something we wanted to to do I. I said to Joanne on June 8th, in 1998. I said to her, "This will change your life." That was the day we, we came up with the idea and the concept of the of the show. I said this will change your life, and that uh, was one thing I said. It was very true. Um, I just knew it was going to work. It was you know when you have a passion for something and a vision, you and no matter how many people will say no, you know their they're just not, uh, I always looked at it as that I didn't do a good enough job to explain it to them yet, because mm-hmm. if they knew what was in my mind, they certainly would be on board with body break.
0: Uh, and you kind of mentioned that uh, some of the, you have the, the main goals of fitness, but then you have these other goals of uh, more or less kind of changing how people think about certain things. But what where, where are some of the main goals of body break?
1: Well, it was really, as I said, to show that people can live, work, and play together, regardless of your ability, your race, your uh, your sex, male or female. We can all we can all do it. We're all equal, and it was really that was the genesis and the idea of the show, um, and wrapped up in a physical activity because everyone needs to be physical. I mean, regardless of, uh, regard, as we see during the pandemic, regardless of uh, who you are, health is the most important thing that we all have. And so, why not wrap these messages that we subtly gave to Canadians in a message of fitness?
0: Um, For me, uh, growing up in the 90s, you know, there's these things that you remember from the 90s, like the Heritage Minutes, Red Green Show, and the Body Break segments. Were you surprised by how popular the uh, the, the segments became?
1: Yeah, we we hit a niche um, in the terms that the stations needed us because they were short two minutes per half hour when they played American programs. And I was able to get Body Break as a a, a 90-second program. So the stations won, and uh, they would play it so much. We were being played 1,500 times a week on 140 stations across the country. Um, So it was really, you know, at the time, you just... Body breaks on, body breaks on, body breaks on all the time. And we used to get letters from people. Letters as uh, people would send us those things called letters, uh, not emails. And they would say to us, "Can I'm, you know, I'm in Peterborough, Ontario, or I'm in, you know, I'm in uh, Red Deer, Alberta, and I keep seeing that same body break. Can you change it?" You know, before? I go, "Well, uh, sorry, I have no control over what the stations play." You know, and they'll, and I, sometimes they'll play the same one. You know seven, eight, ten times a day, you know just uh, the same body break episode. so uh, and people, one of the things which I find you know fascinating is when people see us or, uh, or whether, whether, whatever I'm doing people will say oh that's, the music is in my head the body break <laughs> and they, 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 it's almost like they can't get rid of it it's like oh yeah it's like it's there so uh, and music was a big part of the show as well I mean it's something that Dave Clark who wrote the music and I got together and I said I want it to be happy uplifting I said I want it to sound similar to September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, with okay. lots of horns, lots of upbeat, uh, I wanted it to get you to move and be happy. That's, that was really the, um, the description of what I wanted the theme song for the show to be.
0: How did you come up with the segment ideas?
1: Uh, well, two ways. Uh, one is we've wanted to figure out where, what activity we wanted to do and how much fun we wanted to have. So let's say, I say to Joy, do you want to go to Whistler and do uh, skiing? Uh, she goes, oh, okay. How about some cross-country? I'm hiking. Okay, okay. So we went out to Whistler and, and uh, we shot for two days and stayed out there for two weeks. Um, and so that's basically what we did. Uh, we, we would figure out what what was an appropriate um, what people were thinking about or what was hot at the time. There was no Google, you know, to <laughs> figure out things. You had to figure it out for yourself. And uh, we'd figure out what activities, what, what do we think people would be interested in? Um, you know, in spring, it was uh, gardening, gardening. So we'd take an activity... Uh, and then we would think, um, uh, what 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 is the problem with this activity? Well, if you're a gardener, you've been perhaps not exercising, not doing those same movements all winter. Here's a stretch for gardeners um, uh, that, you know, uh, lower back or hamstring stretch that you might want to think about doing before you, you do your gardening.
0: Uh, was it strange when you started to have people recognize you on the street?
1: It happened very quickly, um, but... You know, like within within a couple months, people were recognizing uh, back in '89 because we 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 actually we did did the shows in uh, first ones in '88, um, but they didn't first they didn't actually hit the screens until April 15th of 1989, and by that summer, um, yeah, we were walking around and people would know who we were and recognize us, and we thought, oh, that's that's kind of nice. But (laughs) John and I never that was never an attraction for us. It was never. And they were important. One of the reasons is that uh, I remember when I was, um, you know, on Team Canada, and I was at University of Colorado. I was a scholarship athlete, and you know, I thought I was a, you know, a real big deal. And then, in um, my university days, over, and then I'm now I'm going for. I'm working selling computer systems, and uh, I'm just a regular guy. And I I came down from that being special guy. To being just an ordinary person and I, I vowed if i ever became you know well known again or, or felt i was special it's no big deal and don't don't internalize it because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and so that was kind of how we've always joanne and i both always felt about you know being being known across the country it's flattering uh people are very nice uh to us all the time and uh uh, rarely do you, you know, people talk about Twitter horror stories, rarely do I ever hear or uh, anything negative about us, or people hate us <laughs> or don't like us, it's like, oh, how it's, like it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm Captain Kangaroo or the Friendly Giant, you know, it's like, that's how we've, we've um, fortunately endeared ourselves with Canadians, which is, which is really nice.
0: Uh, kind of in relation to that, uh, beyond the cultural significance of Body Break in Canada, what do you feel is its lasting legacy?
1: Um, think, I think it's hopefully the legacy is that we, that we can all live, work and play together. That's really what I hope it is. Um, I said to Joanne when I put out the video two months ago on YouTube, Mm -hmm. um, is that, and I had literally, I had no idea like that it would explode like it did. Um, is that I put it out, I played, I played golf in the morning. I released it on the YouTube channel, made it public. And by the time I got home from the golf course, which was like an hour and a half later, um, I had like four camera crews in the back of my house. <laughs> looking, you know, I'm going, what's going on here? Like, uh, you know, and TSN went crazy and uh, mm. the vice president contacted me and yeah, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. Happened. I had no idea that it would happen, and it, what it really told me was that you know Canadians um, really uh, those who grew up with us really think of us as part of their family, and it was something that we almost that that the TSN did to one of their family members. It was it was it was very uh, humbling and um, uh, very, very nice the support that we've gotten from people and. And um, I guess the shock that uh, it was, um, you know, people were, oh my God, how you know, and Joe, I mean, people were racist towards them. And that was kind of, it kind of shook people up, which was, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, that they r- realize it and, and, um you know, they, A lot of people say, well, see I didn't even know you were black." And I go, "Well, I, I, I am." <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, you know, and I've been that way for my entire life. Um, and I, and that's why it wasn't really surprising to me. You know, fates and racism. In fact, the first job out of university was in Edmonton. Okay. And uh, I was selling uh, the. My first job was selling uh, for a company called CanLab. Uh, which was American Hospital Supply, which supplied all the laboratories in uh, north of Edmonton. And I was their uh, sales representative. So I was going to Grand Prairie and uh, Lac La Biche and Fort McMurray, Barhead, uh, I know all those towns. Um, and so... Uh, but I had to get an apartment in Edmonton well I called the I when I first got there I called the um, in the paper and I said I said can I uh, yeah, I'm looking for you've got a one bedroom apartment available uh, yes uh, the woman said yes we do I said oh great and when can I see it and she said uh, you can come by tonight 7 o'clock I said well that's great before I got off the phone she said um, you're not a football player are you <laughs> and I said uh, no I don't no I don't play football i no, it's uh, and I, I hung the phone up and yet what I knew was what she wasn't saying she wasn't saying are you a football player she was saying are you, you're, I hope you're not black
0: because
1: yeah. when I got to the door I knocked on the door she said I thought you said you weren't a football player <laughs> I said I'm not a football player I sell hospital supplies she goes we don't have we don't have an apartment and slammed the door in my face and so that, I mean, it's funny because it was a euphemism for, you know, she didn't want to say, "I don't want black people in this building," mm-hmm. but I, she goes, "I don't want football players because you know they're all black," and so it was, <laughs> uh, you know, and I've, you know, we've, you face it, you face it everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and I find today it's much more subtle than it was back then. But one thing my dad said to me he says, "Don't." Don't take the baggage on of somebody else. So don't carry their bags. So that woman has a problem. That's her problem. Yeah. Then don't make it my problem. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I just move on.
0: Um. You, you, cut, you really touch on with uh, feeling like you're part of the family because for me growing up, it, you know, when you're homesick or the, during the summer holidays, you know, we would see you and Joanne all the time on the TV because like you said, you guys are you, you have those clips running uh, throughout the day. So you become part of the, you know growing up, you're like Mr. Dress Up in, in some ways to a lot of right. people of my generation, and so when I was telling people like, well, I'm going to be interviewing, you know, Hal Johnson they're like, well, oh, I remember him, and I remember Body Break and there's all these positive memories so then when, you know, the story came out uh, two months ago, it's like like you said, it's like, well, you're attacking somebody that you know, we grew up with, that we admire or, uh, that we relate to, or whatever it might be Yeah, yeah, and
1: that was, it was such a, a nice um kind of positive feeling from everyone uh um you know and i feel that I, I feel that way that you know i, I i'm not bitter at all mm-hmm. at all um what i think about is the people who faced the, the same things i faced and even worse but weren't fortunate didn't get the good breaks that i did <clears throat> that and to move on and and be very you know like we've been successful with uh body breaking all the endeavors that we've uh, uh, been a part of. Mm-hmm. So all, all those people that were turned down uh, at TSN or wherever or, or you know, or, or weren't promoted in their job because of they have a disability or because they're female or all those people that, that where did they end up? What course in their life? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's uh, uh, it was funny. I've got a, a buddy of mine. He's a white guy. He's, he's, he's like five foot eight five foot nine and he says he goes oh you know and he actually vote for trump i told him he votes for trump again you're no longer you're no longer my friend um but i said he goes well you know it's kind of the same for me because you know i'm short i said no it's not you know it's like it's just not the same you know like you're not denied things because you're you're short. Mm-hmm. Some things may be more, more difficult. It may be more difficult to get the, you know, get the Sherman off the top shelf <laughs> of the, at the grocery store, but I said it's not, it's different, um, and just as it's different for a female. I mean, mm-hmm. the things that we, women go through um, thinking, I was, whenever, I would, I've been in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of meetings, um, sponsor meetings, marketing meetings, all kinds of meetings. And most of the time, I am underestimated. Hmm. And so I I use that as an advantage. I use, I, I, and that's what I often think of is that use, use your weakness as an advantage, as a strength. Mm-hmm. And what your strengths are can often be your biggest weakness. And so, um, you know, my, my expression lay low and make dough. So be you know, kind of under the radar. Don't try to prove that you are um smart. Or don't try to prove them wrong. Just you know, just and, and so that's how I, I looked at it, that I was always underestimated, especially with negotiating contracts. Mm-hmm. Always underestimated. And um and I would be I walk out of the deal and go, Boy that guy, what a <laughs> what a goof <laughs> but, but I got a better better end of the deal you know it's uh, it's uh, you know I, I just knew it I mean I, I did one one deal I w- was involved with and the guy wrote a check he thought it was a big wheel wrote a check for tw- 25,000 and literally threw it at me like I'm going to pick oh wow you're going to give me this so I turn around I looked at the check I, and the way the uh, Asian culture does it is the, as they, as when they pass you the card they pass it with both hands and 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 you're in to view, so you can view it, mm-hmm. and they turn it, turn the card, well, I did the same thing with the check. I turned it, placed it with two hands, turned around to him, and I said, well, no, it's okay, when we get down to some serious negotiations, you know, we can talk, and you don't have to cut the check today. <laughs> um, but I knew he underestimated me, and I played to his strength, you know, what he, what he thought was his, uh, Bravado, and uh, <laughs> and I ended up with a
0: much larger <laughs> deal. It's always a bonus. <laughs> that is, that is. Um, so, do people today do they come up to you and tell you that you know you got you the two of you inspired them to to get into fitness or into media or or, or in some way? And what is that like for you guys to still be you know reaching people and 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 talking to people uh, so many years after Body Break?
1: It's um, rewarding. Um, and humbling. I think that's the word I use all the time. It's that Joanna and I are just little Hal and Joe, uh, working away like beavers. Mm-hmm. And so through, throughout the nineties and two thousands, we were just working away, just doing, you know, just doing our job. And, 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 you know, the funny thing now, like with, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn um, there's so many touch points that people have today with, with people back then we had you could send us a letter or, or send us a fax <laughs> you know <what> I mean <laughs> and th- that was it you know so um, it's, it's so different today having so many touch points and, and so you know and what we've done is we've encouraged, you know, people to go to our YouTube channel, you know, and subscribe to our channel because we're putting up all of our old body break episodes. We have over 300 mm-hmm. body break episodes and 39 half hour shows and videos and, um, exercise videos and so forth that we're uploading every week. We're uploading, um, new body break videos. So we've, uh, our old ones mm-hmm. and we've got some new ones that we're doing as well. Some new things. So, um, yeah, so we, we've, it, and it's interesting because you go back and we look at them and people comment on them and say gee that was i remember that one when i was a kid so many times or <laughs> that recipe or or that you know whatever it might be mm-hmm. so um, you know it's it's at the, at the time you know, certainly joanna and i never had thought we had had an impact at all um and it's only in kind of a reflection do we feel that, you know, that generation that grew up with us, we may have a, have had a, a small impact in a positive way in, in their um, in their growing up.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and you kind of re- mentioned it, but what projects are you, uh, do you guys have on the go right now?
1: Uh, well, we're, you know, we're uh, doing a lot of Zoom um, meetings okay. that type of thing. We're doing a lot of, uh, we do a lot of corporate speaking across the country. Well, now the corporate speaking is coming to our kitchen. Um, and we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of talks from our kitchen. I just finished one an hour ago, and um, so we have our whole production studio set up, and and we uh, we do a lot of uh, a lot of those. And then we're we're going to be doing um, uh, new body breaks. We call them virtual body breaks, where we will be doing things that people do from their desks, all exercises and things you can do from your desks. And we'll be sending those out to. Uh, people that have corporate meetings. So if you have a corporate meeting and it's like a two hour, three hour, whatever meeting, we'll be kind of like a little body break in between the speakers and different presentations that you'll do that we'll, uh, we'll have some fun with it. So uh, nice. we're we're looking forward, we'll be shooting those. Actually, Joanne is right now in, in the office uh, writing the scripts for the uh, for those virtual body breaks. They're, they're gonna be fun. They're mm-hmm. you know, like we're gonna be on a golf golf course with a desk, so we'll be like, we're at a desk, but we'll be at a golf course, and, uh, and then we'll talk, here's the exercise you do, oh, and let me grab uh, my, my tea box, boom, and hit it, so, um, to have some fun with, because uh, realize when you do, you know, when you're sitting and watching a screen, um, you know, it's uh, you've got so many distractions. You got the mm-hmm. kitchen. You got, got, got the you got your kids. You got you know you got so many other things. <laughs> how, do you, how do you keep people glued to their their meeting and mm-hmm. energized? So that's what we're uh, going to be doing. And and thought well, that's kind of a fun thing for us to do.
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with Hal Johnson. And if you did, please give a rating and review. You can reach me at Craig at CanadaEHX.com. dot com. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. dot com. And, again, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash Canada EHX. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have. Aaron O'Hara, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roa, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, Spencer M., Renee Beliveau, and Iris Gray. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.